is Russia's offensive running out of steam? Have the Ukrainians stopped them almost everywhere? Or are they just turning and going in yet another direction? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It is January 14th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get right into it. Okay, first, let's take a look at the control map, right? This is always... Uh, I mean, a couple of hours behind the situation, which normally is not a problem, but in fast-breaking uh, events like, well, the ones going on now, y there will be a little bit of a uh, delta between this and some of the other mapping. Uh, but it talks about how first you're seeing some level of uh, advances near Krasnohora. Uh, you guys can see... Uh, I think this is probably part of a planned withdrawal. I think the Ukrainian forces, uh, some reporting indicates that that they're making an organized withdrawal to uh, alternative defense lines. And so it, it makes, as we've talked about, makes logical sense that Ukrainians want to set up in these very defensible urban areas and expose, force the Russians to expose themselves in uh, these open areas. If you guys uh, are members of the Patreon, we actually took a look at a video uh, yesterday, Friday, where we saw a Russian attack across open ground. First, that they're willing to make these sort of attacks is crazy. Um, and just the level, just how a Effective, uh, Ukrainian forces from a covered and concealed position uh, are able to just stop this attack cold, especially given that it was like a 50-person uh, assault. So if you're not a member, you can uh, check out the link down below and sign up uh, to get access to the weekly combat video breakdowns where I, I try to do every like viral hit. There's there's a couple that are so intense, I don't like to, to, to do them. Um, but almost every one of those viral videos that you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I've checked out, <clears throat> including we also looked at the bunker video. You know what I'm. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, here's across Nahorta, Ukrainian forces. I suspect digging in in these defensive positions and forcing the Russians into a uh, less defensible position where they're going to be harder to break Ukrainian lines. You can see here that Ukraine still argues that Solodar is contested. It's it's debatable where Blahudatne ends and Solodar begins. That's pretty normal for these sort of towns. Um, but it's sort of immaterial. The vast majority of Solodar is Russian-held. Uh, and Russians are supposedly advancing towards this northern village, uh, which is not labeled on the map, but it's called Sil. But you guys can see here, again, it requires traversing a lot of open ground. Uh, when we look over to the uh, combat map, you guys can see that right now they're not reporting any Russian attacks, but I'm, I'm fairly certain this is just a reporting issue. Russia has been pressing its attack considerably. You can see here, this actually argues that a, a more significant portion of Solidar is still contested. There's a rail yard here um, that is listed as contested, as well as what looks like a rail interchange uh, right here. So there's still some important infrastructure that they are reporting is not under Russian control. And again, 
I think the level of contested areas is significant, but I also believe ultimately Ukraine is, is going to do a controlled withdrawal and set up some sort of defensive effort along this infrastructure line. It seems like this is what they're going for, using this rail line as kind of a, a uh, what's the word I want, like a handrail almost. And that's not the doctrinal term, I know. So we also talk about this is the area of Sil. You can see here a major rail yard to the north of Solidar out here. And Russia, again, trying to advance across open ground to take some of this urban terrain. Uh, when we look at Warmapper, who's, who's generally been one of our most up-to-date sources uh, for this sort of thing, first we can take a look at the overall Bakhmut Solidar <coughs> excuse me, uh, situation. The winter is not long in Texas, and the allergy season is. Okay, uh, you can see here that Russia is continuing to press attacks both in the south near Klachivka and Kurdyumivka, as well as in Solodar, uh, and they're going right now for Seul. Uh, I apologize if that's not pronounced correctly, but this is a, well, as we've seen, it has a significant rail yard, but I really, really think that Ukrainian armed forces are going to be trying to establish an improved defensive line that more or less tracks along these urban areas, force the Russians to cross large open fields. I mean, that was so successful for them in Bakhmut. You guys can see that despite a lot of Russian efforts, uh, they still struggle to take anything in the eastern portion of Bakhmut. Uh, this... Uh, let's see. I, I don't know if the control map also has Russian forces as as being having been pushed out of these regions. No, it has them having made tiny advances. Um, but even here, you guys can see that they're really struggle. It's really a struggle for Russian forces to take any of these city blocks. And you can see that even now, it's an absolute slog. These are. Uh, probably a few maybe dozen feet in in total distance and they have paid a massive price but once they establish this foothold it's much easier to systematically block by block start to make advances but you guys saw that for weeks when they were outside before they had these sort of controlled areas they spent so much time trapped in these uh outskirts right you could see basically the entire month of december russian forces just tried and tried to take and hold some sort of urban foothold and they just could not do it it was just too hard to cross open ground to seize uh a hold on this this small developed area but then once they do it's easier to push and and not get pushed out i think that's what ukraine's going to try to do here build up an urban defensive line, Krasnohorda, Parskoviva, uh, down here at Yerhine. They might even use this small river, uh, the Bakhmutka, uh, as a another like barrier and just try to hold everything here where the lines are more stable uh, Not and, and force the Russians, again, to hold minimal amounts of urban ter terrain and the maximum amount of open terrain. Uh, anyway, one other thing I want to point out, right? Zelensky promises to do everything necessary to defend Solidar from Russia. Uh, and always 
take translations with a grain of salt because sometimes everything necessary may be one of those couched words or phrases in in english though if we were to say we're going to do everything necessary uh that would imply that we will not lose solidar and i want to keep i i want you as viewers uh and i hope the ukrainian forces uh ukrainian ministry of defense keeps perspective that bakhmut is its only objective is a meat grinder it is to grind the Russian forces down. You can see here, there is so much open terrain that would be absolutely punishing for the Russians to take, even if they could. And these tremendous advances, you guys can see, when you spread them back out, if we go backwards a month, you guys could see that Russia's advances in the grand scheme of things, right? This is, for example, the territory liberated in the Kharkiv Offensive. You guys could see that Russia's largest advance of the last, I'm going to say, probably six months, maybe three months, it's not exactly crushing it. You guys could see that in the larger picture, one, Bakhmut, not strategically uh, all that important. And Solodar, even less so. It's a mining town. And I know people are going to be like, the salt mines can be used for blah, 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 blah. But listen, almost every village and town is going to have something that can be repurposed for strategic value. I wouldn't sit there and say that the salt mines are a, a, some sort of game changer essential thing. Because remember, even if you store everything in the salt mines, it's got to come out of the salt mines and it'll be vulnerable at that point. Uh, in fact, in some ways, it'll be more vulnerable because you'll have this narrow, narrow entrance where things can come in and out. And uh, it's easy to target that even if you can't target the salt mines themselves. You may, you may have just made a, the, the tomb of Russian uh, ammunition. So we need to remember that we zoom out and we say, okay, Bakhmut and Solidar are not worth, they are worth it in the sense that they are burning Russian combat power, they are burning mobilized troops and recent, uh, recently deployed equipment, and Russia is getting ever weaker in stores while Ukraine is, seems to be getting stronger and stronger, especially with the recent announcement made official that the UK is going to be providing some Challenger 2 tanks. Uh, modern main battle tanks uh, are probably are historically have been pretty decisive uh soviet made battle tanks from the same era was what saddam hussein fielded in the first and second gulf wars and uh by all accounts even even a 20 and 30 year old iteration of the uh us's main battle tank and the challenger i think they were challenger ones back then and the abrams uh absolutely mopped the floor uh, with these uh, Soviet-made tanks. So, you know, Ukraine's priority should remain uh, creating these decisive engagements, decisive attack, uh, whether, you know, like we saw in Kherson, where they took a large portion of territory without firing a shot. You guys could see, relative to what Russia gave up in Kherson, uh, these actions in Bakhmut just they're just not significant. So I would caution against 
turning Solidar in our minds or in the minds of uh, the decision makers, uh, it shouldn't be anything more than what it is, which is a small outlying village that the Russians are bizarrely fixated on capturing. And that while losing, you shouldn't give up territory, it's okay to inflict maximum casualties in exchange for relatively meaningless territory. And that, I hope, is the perspective that Ukrainians are doing, even though, as we talked about, the U.S. is guilty of this, too, of taking non-strategic, uh, going into an, uh, an engagement, knowing that it's okay to yield territory and to let the enemy have this if you force them to pay a high enough price. And you say that at the beginning, but then over time, you become invested in defending this meaningless territory, and eventually you find yourself committing way too many resources and deciding at when it's almost too late that no, in fact, we have to hold this territory. I can't even tell you how many times in the U.S., uh, military and even geopolitical experience, this has happened, uh, that we've decided something that was trivially important at the start suddenly becomes decisively important. Solidar is not that. Bakhmut is not that. And when we zoom out of even just the, the portion of the country that Russia controls, we should understand that you know if Russia continues to advance at this pace, uh, they will arrive in Krematorsk probably sometime uh, around the uh, you know in the 2030s. So I'm exaggerating, but not by much. Uh, anyway, guys, that is all I had. Of course, be sure to check out the Patreon. Uh, thanks so much to my lieutenant tier patrons. As always, uh, you guys are uh, one of the 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 thing that sustains this channel. You guys have seen other YouTubers reporting the same thing that I've been uh, that. You know, YouTube has been cracking the whip on combat videos uh, and even on profanity, right? YouTube wants to become a more family-friendly platform, but I think what I'm doing out here is trying to keep you guys informed in an unbiased, objective way uh, about what's going on in the world. And I think that's an important function, even if it's not necessarily kid-friendly. Um, anyway, that's all I had. Uh, I'll see you guys in the next one.